afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast at the Dark to Light Extravaganza. <laughs> I'm here with Overcast Val and <laughs> I'm sitting in a room full of people beans. This is a great. No, this is a great. Like I said before, this is a fantastic setup compared to last year. It's a lot less boomy too because it's not a kitchen. No, it's not a kitchen. It is a movie room, an entertainment. Uh, I don't know. What do you like to call it? An entertainment plaza. <laughs> so last year when we did this from the road, we were on, uh, we were in, a, in the kitchen, which seats like 50, right? So we're sitting there at the end and then everybody's having their own little conversations and talking, but it was, it's much easier to hear in here, right? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So we've got a whole big thing going on. You've stopped by a couple times. Yeah. And Abe is here. Where is he? Oh, he's getting he's getting <laughs> doxxed in the biggest way now. He he he's, he has a face now. Oh, okay, boy. so um, I I did my typical show prep all alone, but I have a feeling it's just not going to go the way we thought. So that's fine. No, it, won't. it never does. It never does. It mustn't. <laughs> it mustn't. So a lot of stuff happened over the weekend um, while I was off on on party buses and dancing at Senior Frogs. What happened? We got an echo. That's okay. <laughs> By the way, this is live streaming on the locals, uh, the uncovered. It crapped the bed. All right. It was live streaming for locals. All right. So we have uh, Aaron Rodgers hitting Joe Rogan. Did you see any of this? No. He, well, what do you mean he hit him? I'm, I'm completely out of it, by the way. So you, you, everything is news. Aaron Rodgers went on Joe Rogan. And basically spilled the beans on the vaccine, uh, the vaccine program in, in the NFL. There's one clip at the end that I'll play. Hopefully you guys can hear it because this is just how we do things all ghetto. But here we go. And then I had a conversation with the league and the league said in this conversation, this is when I knew that my appeal was definitely not going to happen. Was they said, it's not possible for a vaccinated player, a person, sorry, to contract or transmit COVID if they've been vaccinated. Oh. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Because I showed up and five people, non-players, five people fully vaxxed are out with COVID. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, boy. And I said, no, I just think I'm a realist. I'm just looking at the facts here. Like what, you just what told me. What point in the pandemic was this? This was like beginning of August. 2021. So by then, they had already known that breakthrough infections were real. By like 10 months. Yeah. By then, it had already, I mean, the, the vaccines started being rolled out. Um, was it, when, what was the first year? It was December, January December of 2020 where they started getting them to older people, right? December. Wait, no, no, the started. started. Right, I'm sorry. January of 2021, rather. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. January 2021, they started giving out to older people, wasn't that? They started rolling them out in March and April, because that's when I was going through the process of researching and looking into what I could do right. to protect myself, having the, you know, the allergy that and I had. And by August, people were still, they were already getting it. So he has a medical condition that prohibits him from getting the vaccine. The other two clips in here are basically him talking about how he was scarlet lettered. They made him wear a bracelet. They made him work out on his own. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't travel with the team. He couldn't do anything. You want to listen to one more? That, that's just incredible. That's just incredible. Um, and, and you were around the same time on the baseball end of things. They were just as stupid, too. The, the, almost the entire roster of the Yankees got it after, after all getting. I think that you need to have it if you're on the Yankees. You do. And now if you try to travel, like there are some players that don't because every time they try to go to, to Canada, they're stopped from entering. Yeah. Well, at least that was how it was last year. So unvaccinated baseball players, you always know who they are when they play Toronto. Have you been, have you been looking into, um, have you been looking into all the, the, the turnarounds with Leanna Wen? Yes. Our favorite Lena Wen or whatever her name is, that, the, the tyrant. Yeah. She's talking about how her kids were mentally scarred from the lockdowns. When meanwhile, she, we played clips on the show, you guys remember, I'm sure, of her saying unvaccinated people shouldn't be able to leave the house. The house. Can't go out in public. And and now because her, her children have uh, developmental problems with speech, 
Um, now she doesn't want anybody to be demonized for making a personal choice. Like she's a chief demonizer. Not only that, but she's getting attacked now. Like now that they're trying to walk everything back, she's getting the vitriol of the people she brainwashed and they're not, they're not going with the herd anymore. Like they're like staunchly brainwashed like people. And they're like, why are you turning on us? Are you a a right wing conspiracy theorist? And so they're trying to like, temper themselves so that when all of this comes to light, which is happening right now, they'll be able to be like, oh, no, you know what? But their people are so. I don't want to say the bad word I want to say messed in the head. Violence was always going to be theirs because I mean, look, uh, we've seen this stuff playing out in real time the whole way. And what we've been trying to do, have some uh, provocative conversations. But these are people who have given up so much critical thinking and they have adopted a worldview that is so rigid that um, it's the cognitive dissonance is going to be painful. Those are the people who, who throw Molotov cocktails. And I mean, they always do this morning when I got up, I was looking at drudge because I do just to see what their tone is. And at the top of drudge, it said um, new vaccines, not even tested. If drudge report is saying it like that, there's a problem. It's about to go. Wait, wait. What did you think about the pull? The, this is one of the last things I did on, when, I think, Wednesday night on my show. The Politico article about um, yes. about Trump. It, it, it was obvious that they were positioning Trump to take the fall for all of the injuries that they were never going to be able to cover up. Uh, yeah, they that, said he politicized the rush for EUA from the FDA. For votes. And and this is from Politico, and apparently it was all sourced from some Democrat House committee and stuff. So what do you think about this? I think that um, it can also be spun the other direction. I talked about this on Friday, actually. And yeah, Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. So um, what's his name from 538? Nate Silver came out and said, well, wait a second. Couldn't you do the same thing about the Biden administration who held it until after the like?" They started promoting it like six days after. Mm. And it was it, he basically started questioning the story and saying, this seems a little convenient. Now, this is the 538 guy, like not a not a friend. I got to find it. It was in the show notes, I think. I mean, there's, there's no way to untangle them, uh, to untangle any. Like you can't go and jump on Trump's back without having to, you know, the first shots were being given with him having less than a month in office. You know, so obviously he he rubber stamped the uh, the warp speed thing. But since then, it's been pushed by everybody. I just wish he, I don't know, I just, I just wish he just never, never touched the damn thing. I know we say that. Yeah, because he ruined his legacy with them. Um, I have a question for everyone out there. At least tarnished, tarnished. It was an unforced error. There's well, so many- yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay. How many of you guys have um, relatives that were not... Trump fans who said they'd never get the shot because of Trump. And then right after Biden was elected, went out and ran out. Make noise. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Because my, I have people that I know that did the same thing saying like, these shots are going to hurt people. They were rushed, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting anything Trump said. And then Biden got elected and Biden was like, you need to get the shot. And they ran right out as though there was some formulation change between the Trump administration and the Biden administration that changed everything. It was the, the only formulation that counts. That's faith. They have they they have faith in certain things and they they have no faith in the other. And that's all it is. So um, on that vein, there's new information out on that. We'll stay on the vaccine thing. Um, There's new information out from Israel and also Canada. Um, Well, actually, here on the on the World Wall Street Journal uh, story about the covid boosters rolling out before human testing is even completed. They're basically relying on tests that they've run on on mice because we're very similar to mice um, when it comes to it comes to DNA altering vaccines. I love it. <laughs> um, and they're just like relying on like the past testing they did for the original Delta variant strain. And I'm like, well, that's great because those tests went so well. Um, and then they're just going to start putting this in people's arms. Anybody who is willing to get it. It's, He's shaking his head. You can't see him. It's, it's not going <laughs> to last long. 
It's not. It's it's just going to burn itself out one way or another. You can't you can't stuff people full of this shit for too much longer. It, it says instead, the agency plans to assess the shots using data from other sources such as research in mice, the profiles of the original vaccines, and performance of earlier iterations of boosters targeting older forms. They should just start injecting mice into people. <laughs> That would be good. Just see, just just to see what happens. Well, while we're on the testing, I mean, no. So anybody, like, okay, honestly, anybody out there? Speaking of monkeypox, anybody out there who isn't vaccinated yet is not running out to catch up on their seven series of of shot before they can get the Omicron booster. It's like I'm going to vaccinate you against things that you can't be that aren't even in circulation anymore, just so that. So stupid. You know, I Pokemon just, cards never killed anybody. <laughs> you, 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 the collection that people are building on this. <laughs> uh, you, there's several versions of the, the the different shots, and now there's the monkey stuff, and then, oh my gosh, I have Pokemon cards. I I was collecting them in in eighth grade. They're probably worth money now. Probably not. You don't have any of the special ones? I have the holographic ones. The, hologra- holog- the ones that came in the special packs and you got lucky? If- With all the Japanese characters? Yeah. I have some of those. Yeah. They might be worth money. Maybe. You might be a gazillionaire and you don't even know it. We're May- sitting with a gazillionaire. As long, may, maybe I can buy myself some new brake pads with them one day. <laughs> if I could just do that, it's, it's practical. So Beto O'Rourke has been hospitalized. I think he's out home and resting comfortably right now. He had a monkeypox bacterial infection oh. after feeling unwell on Friday. I went to the emergency room like that's not normally the progression of like if you get sick. You're not like waking up in the morning and like, I feel like I'm going to die. Let me go to the emergency. It's just all of it stinks. What, Usually, did, he, what did he say he was feeling? Anything? Just the felt He unwell? just said they put me on IV antibiotics and rest. And now I have to stay home until I can go back out and campaign and rest. What do you think it was, Abe? He's getting tired of being <laughs> Everybody's saying maybe it runs with. Fur- oh, yeah, that's right. He's a furry. Yeah. He is a furry. I know. He is. This- it rhymes with punky mocks. <laughs> Somebody, somebody said his poor dog. Okay, that's all. That was C out there. (laughs) Okay. So, still on on vaccination news, the USDA is now sprinkling fish flavored rabies vaccines from the sky, guys. What for who? For the raccoons. What? So this this is rabies rabies vaccine sprinkled from planes. And that's just going to be consumed by raccoons. Yeah, they're fish flavored. Wow. Where's this happening? Uh, Rural areas. The USDA will distribute the vaccines by airplane and suburban and urban areas. They'll arrive by helicopter or be deposited by hand in designated bait stations. The August phase of the program is focused on Maine and West Virginia. Anyone? Approximately 348,000 vaccines will be distributed in northern Maine and 535,000 in western PA, western Virginia, and a small portion of southwestern Virginia. And then in September to October, they'll have 70,000 distributed in Massachusetts. Just for rabies? Yeah. Just It literally says, the headline from CNN, your trusted source in news, the USDA is sprinkling fish-flavored vaccines from the sky to fight rabies. I'm waiting uh, for the chocolate flavor. That's uh, I mean, geez. Because, like, what if your dog eats one? Well, I mean, it's going to be spread. What, 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 it gets on your tomato plants. I mean, this is just, you don't, this is so stupid. It's like... It's just like people, like people that still believe that government cares so much about our teeth, they put fluoride in the water. Yep. Like they can't, and that's the official line why they do it. They say that well, it's you know to fortify Americans' teeth. Like you really? That's the official line? Yeah, that's what all the dentists say too. They're so brainwashed. Just they, they care just, like automatons. Oh my gosh, I remember there's somebody something went wrong with the fluoride uh, in our our neck of the woods, and they had to put out a missive. Saying that oh, for this week we're not going to be able to treat the water with fluoride, so 
you know, and that the, you, the dental association, your teeth and oh, oh for a week, God. a week. I know. So I said for a week, everybody around me's IQ probably went up one point <laughs> <laughs> and then we went right back down again. But I got a Berkey. So who else has a Berkey yes. or something? A pro pure. Right, Abe? A well. Even better. I would not I would not want any of the water underneath my house. Wow. I think the mob used to use your area to bury their dead. No. No, there was but there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. My my great aunt used to used to run a speakeasy for some local mobsters. What was the password? Oh I don't know, but she didn't sell she didn't sell um alcohol she just made them spaghetti <laughs> it's true and they took good care of her a lot of great things a lot of great stories about pro uh, about prohibition around my area they would uh, they try to get take all that canadian whiskey down into the, the ports and playland and long island sound and all that stuff all these beautiful art deco buildings they have all these holding cells underneath because they would catch people bringing in whiskey through rowboats and i wish i was around back then right yeah, yeah. Well, well, you- my life had already been over but you know, you should have seen some stuff. <laughs> Your life would have already been over. Yeah, you around for prohibition? Um, still on, still on shot stuff. And the only reason why I'm pounding on this so hard is because it's about to blow open, like major. They've lost um, with the booster shots that the Canadian hospitals are requiring of their doctors. <sighs> I'm looking for the exact number. They've lost over 30 doctors since the, the booster. Over 30. And they've. this is a Steve Kirsch. Death or quitting? Oh, no, death. Oh. Young doctors. So they, they started going back and looking to see, like, what, um, what the numbers had been because they make this data available. It says... Um, they, they, you know, it's too hard to keep track of it now. So we're, you know, they can't keep track of it anymore. And they're changing the way they report it. Of course, he says, uh, he was fact checking Stu Peters because Stu Peters had a show anyway, over 30 deaths of young, healthy Canadian doctors can't be explained any other way than they were killed by the vaccine. Um, that is, that is, that is a reason now. Unknown, well, unknown or yeah, sudden adult, sudden adult, death sad syndrome. But there were 30 deaths of young doctors in Canada who died shortly after the vax. He says from a very reliable source, the details of those deaths will be released in about a week. But if you look at the, de- at the death notices, the rate of death for young doctors is non-existent typically. So something had to have happened to cause them all to all of a sudden die. But no, 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 no. Was there similar trends with pilots? Because I didn't, I just okay. never knew. I never confirmed the pilots, and I tried. They weren't. The pilot deaths that they were looking at, like I know a pilot, and people were using like this magazine that reports the deaths of pilots to to start that story. However, those pilots were a backlog of deaths that they didn't report during COVID because they didn't publish the magazine. And they were like all in their eighties because I had my pilot friend check in his system, like, cause he's an association where you can check and they were all older, older people. That's not to say that it wasn't related, but it wasn't like young pilots at that time. Anyway, were just dying. And then, although there's a lot of problems with pilots, like a lot of them. And he's been, you know, he's been, the problem is, is that the information that he gives me, I can't verify. It's just somebody's anecdotal, you know, conversation. So I can't really do much other than say this is completely anecdotal. But so it's like it's hard. Yeah. Because you don't want to base everything on anecdotes from people because, you know, once a rumor gets started, it just it snowballs from there. But. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with pilots. There were two stories and the and the lawsuit that's going on. There's flight attendants and pilots suing right now. And the military, hey, of is course. There any, is there any, I was going to ask about that. Is there any real good, solid lawsuits from oh. a disaffected military yeah. service? Yep. Okay, great. And if Roxanne was here, 
I would talk to her, but she's not here at all. I'd say these are slam dunk wrongful terminations if it weren't for the fact that the government had, had aligned itself with violating civil rights for so long. They gave everybody permission to do this. You know, never the last 50, 60 years or so to, to be able to um, deny employment or even to deny this, the civil rights of consumers. Like you, you, you had the hoops you had to jump through just to walk into a grocery store sometimes incredible but people only felt comfortable doing that because the doj was behind them so i don't, I don't know. know if you saw that um moderna is suing pfizer yeah. what <laughs> yeah moderna is suing pfizer and it's so interesting because they don't claim anywhere in their lawsuit that the usually like when you're suing and where's there's a patent attorney here He's here in the back. When you are suing on a patent infringement, don't you have to declare like what the patent is for and what it does and what the purpose is of the thing? They do not anywhere in this complaint declare that the the vaccines that they're talking about stopped COVID. They don't declare that anywhere. They never say that they prevented people from getting COVID. They never say that they stopped like did they say that, that was the intention of them? No. Well. So then, why? So then, why the why the um, the lawsuit in the first place? They're saying that they took their entire spike protein, um, the entire spike protein, which so they patented the protein so that they could then code for it. So basically, they're arguing who stole the spike protein code. No, they, they, yeah, go ahead. So, but they created the spike protein to be able to vaccinate, like they, to be able to code for it. They're not using the original spike protein. So that's, that's the difference. Like they're not using the original spike protein that was made in the lab in China. They created their own spike protein that they patented. And they're saying that Pfizer stole that spike protein to be able to manufacture the vaccines. So, jeez. so. It says um, Jeff Childers from Coffee and COVID had something on this this morning. And he's like, by the seventh paragraph, the complaint was talking about how Moderna developed the um, technique for MERS back in 2015 when they created their first vaccine. They said this animal challenge studies showed that the new vaccine successfully resulted in the production of neutralizing antibodies and prevented MERS. Those experimental results provided proof of concept that mRNA encoding for the full length spike protein in a lipid nanoparticle could be used successfully to prevent coronavirus infection. Um, it says that they prevent infections and then they, they say it again, but they qualify it by saying that they're limiting the efficacy of that protection to just the Wuhan strain, which was the first one. So they're getting around it by saying that even though they were given this vaccine, when another variant of the virus was circulating altogether, that if it were protecting against the Wuhan strain, which was alpha, that it would have been successful and that Pfizer stole it. But this whole paragraph, he goes into how they can't admit that they don't prevent infections and they won't put it in the lawsuit. And then he says at the bottom, like, why didn't they just move to their vaccines prevent severe hospitalization and death? Because that's, because then, like, if they say that in their lawsuit, they're held to that, and then they're they, they're lying. So mm-hmm. it's just it's it's interesting. It's super interesting. So they're suing Pfizer because you know Moderna was the little dirty redheaded stepchild of the vaccine push. They didn't they didn't get any real money. What about did AstraZeneca get more than that? I don't know. AstraZeneca wasn't allowed here. 
and then Johnson and Johnson. They they got pushed out too. The government canceled all kinds of stuff with them because those are the shots that were canceling out God in people's heads. They're like numbing their brains. They had no connection to God left afterwards. You ever see those no, testimonies? No. I follow those testimonies. I can't tell you how these things are made. I just want to go to I want to go to the kooky stories. I believe those. The kookiest. All right, so we'll move on to, to how everybody at the Daily Beast is sure that Trump will be indicted. And honestly, I kind of am too. Well, they're at least going to try. Yeah, I think they're going to they like they're going to arrest him at an airport or something. Watch. They just want that one photo of him with his hands behind his back. They just want. I'm telling you, they just they need that photo so bad because it's just part of their humiliation rituals. They are just BDSM freaks. <laughs> so they they released the affidavit on Friday as I was going to the airport to pick up uh, Barb. Where is she? Oh, she's on the floor. I'm working. I'm working. She's working. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, so am I, lady. Um, so they they release the affidavit. Of course, it's like every page is redacted except like, you know, the stuff that's going to embarrass him and make everybody write columns. And then he he did a truth. Did you see it? No. The whole thing is redacted, the page, except make America great again. What, 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 was, what, was, what was in it? Like, what was shown? It was that he had, uh, like, 92 um, marked boxes or marked documents that he shouldn't have had, uh, some top secret, some classified. And, you know, they were, they were mm. just to give you an idea, like, where's, the, how, a banker's box of documents in a, in a lawsuit, how, how, how many is a lot for a lawsuit? So a, a banker's box is basically like a printer paper ream box. And he had originally put back 15 of those. And I think they got like another few. It's not a lot of paper. And think about like 92 documents, you know, somewhere spread within this paper that he had. It, you know, it's, it's not a lot. They're making it sound like they carted out all the stuff. But when you're, when you're in like business, especially, he's probably like, this is like nothing. No, he didn't pack the boxes himself. But they have enough in there that an indictment is likely. I would be I would be shocked if they didn't. Really shocked. But also, the special master that Trump has asked for will likely be appointed as well. So, he he sued the government asking for them. What's a special master? It's somebody like like Project Veritas has in their case that is supposed to overlook to make sure that everything is going by the book that they're not like um, you know, trouncing and shitting all over privilege, excuse my French, um, that like everything's going the way it's supposed to and they're not abusing. Gotcha. So they're like a watchman over the government. So is this going to be for, you think that they're going, this is going to be useful for them for 2022? Like it's going to be something that they wanted in October or you think they're going to drag this out and try to affect his campaigning in 2023? I mean, I don't know. Has there ever been a presidential campaign who's under criminal indictment? Yeah. There have? He lost. Oh. Well. So, I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> yes, Brian. So he had, yes. And they said it was decommissioned. The Obama administration is saying, even though there was a skip that was built by the Secret Service, it was decommissioned because they kept Trump off from receiving intelligence freedoms. Therefore, it wasn't a valid skip. So they're just making things up as they go along. Well, you remember back in t when we were talking about Russia and um, and um, 
what's it called? General Flynn's. You know, you, you had the, that last, um, what is it? What is it? The State Department. One of the last things that the Obama State Department said. Oh, with the letter? Well, saying that, you, that, that, that they wanted any kind of communications linked between the incoming Trump administration and the outgoing, uh, oh, and of course, any kind of foreign dignitaries, nationals, whether it be Russia or anything else, that they would be happy to facilitate those links. And then... Uh, That's right. It was a press conference. Right. Press conference. Say, hey, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's, we don't think there's anything wrong with them getting in touch with the Russians, especially if if they're part of a transition, which they were. In fact, we would help facilitate those calls. And then, of course, you know, a couple of months later, that became supposed evidence for treason. So we see this pattern. There's always a pattern of, yeah, there's nothing wrong here until we want there's something to be wrong here. Mm -hmm. And it's you're, you're dealing with people that are absolutely insane. So to try to make sense of it, I guess, is the whole the whole the whole thing that gets me is how Biden said, well, all the things that Trump said were privileged. I'm I'm revoking that. Right. Or, or whoever's puppeteering that's Biden. Well, that's what they've done. And the thing is this. Look, somebody I, I think I was having a conversation with with you guys, Steve and Paul. And, and you were like, how can they do this to the January 6th people? I thought well, it doesn't matter anymore. They're doing whatever they want and it doesn't matter. They're just they're getting. Away, yes, they're getting away with doing whatever they want, whenever they want it. Norms be damned. And it seems to me the thing that scares me more than anything is that it seems to me they don't care what precedent they crap all over because it doesn't feel to me like they're ever thinking they're not going to be in control of things. Because otherwise, when someone else wins and gets into the over office, they're going to go through all Barack Obama's papers or all declassify all of, you know, whatever, or revoke privilege that he's invoked. Or Well, they know that they're, they're, they're up against people who have, who, who, who idealize some sort of standard and... That's one of their tactics. They hold you. They hold you to a standard that they will never hold themselves to. And you know, it, that's that's it. They have they have conf, They have at least a, a level of confidence. Maybe that's dwindling now. I think more and more people are realizing that there's 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 no reason to not play dirty at this point. I um, you know, everybody's out on 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 television with their take, and there's all these articles on Drudge, like Inner Circle freaking out. Um. Doc inquiry is unparalleled test secret service mole. It's like, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. And then, um, you know, they're starting to attack his attorneys, the, the attorneys that he has, like Christina Bob, who used to be a correspondent for OAN. Meanwhile, let me just paint the picture. Anderson Cooper is sitting there talking to one of their legal correspondents, right? Who go on television to give legal advice. So he goes after and like basically mocks Christina Bob, but I have something here. That's actually pretty good. Uh, play. So wait a minute. I, I should have known this, but um, one of his attorneys, the one who's been on TV a lot, she comes from OAN. That's where he found her. That's right. Yep. Uh, she is one of wow. several people wow. who, wow. Work at OAN who now works for Donald Trump. Okay, Cooper, let's do a quick comparison, shall we? Christina Bob, bachelor's in English linguistics. Anderson Cooper, bachelor's in political science. Bob, advanced degrees, master's in national security law, master's in business administration, and a law degree. Bob also served as a law clerk at the White House Counsel's Office. Cooper, no advanced degree. CIA. Bob, military service. Captain, U.S. Marine Corps, with a tour in Helmand Province, Afghanistan, and assignments as both a prosecutor and defense counsel at Quantico, Virginia, Stuttgart, Germany, as well as additional duties in Africa. Cooper, Mom. no military service. Bob also served as an attorney at Customs and Border Protection, in addition to her tenure as the executive secretary for the Homeland Security Department, running the office that ran the department. Cooper, no civilian government service. Wow. 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 You're let on air every night? She also has, hold on, I, I screwed up here. She has a Q clearance. Anderson Cooper? She has the top clearance granted by the government to anybody. And 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 freaking Anderson Cooper's like, oh, I am. <laughs> what a dick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See, they like it when I curse, guys. A light, a light smattering of curses. <laughs> it's my pissed off side. 
Um, what you, else? You play Minecraft? No, my kids play Minecraft. <laughs> Don't look at that over there. That's private. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So I wanted to bring some folks up here to tell us something very important. Okay. All right. So I think I'm going to put April on the spot. Where is she? Yeah, you. Get up here. I want you to talk about what they did in North Carolina with the with the overruling of the... Uh, oh, the thing. I, I told Adam, and Adam said you should do it. All right, so I'm going to... What I'm going to do is this. Hold on. I'm getting up because I take medicine in the morning and I have to use the ladies' room. I'm going to get up and go do that. Usually I pause, right, Frank? Yes. But you guys can sit here with Frank and talk about this while I'm gone. I'll be right back. I should say, I should say first, North Carolina, driving into North Carolina from Virginia is always so um, refreshing. I don't know what you guys do with your DPW or your highway department. I, and, I, and I obviously haven't been deeper into the state to be far away from the interstate. But, man, the horticulturists do a great job. <laughs> and the arborists, too. I mean, everything is just beautiful. You just these, these beautiful trees. The the high driving through uh, North Carolina on ninety five is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It really is. You guys are both from there. Yes. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about? Uh, so this is kind of a uh, story that's been flying under the radar, and I think it's a, I think it's a much bigger deal than it's really like the headlines say. The North Carolina Supreme Court, which has been out of control for a while, you know, like they've been passing. It's a, a three or four to three. Democrat majority. Okay. And like during the 2020 election, they, they got a decision that they could count ballots for like nine to 14 days at, oh. you know, they're, so they're holding North Carolina back in case they lost some other states. So they am found a bunch of ballots. But recently they overturned constitutional amendments that had been passed in North Carolina. Like, they to your state constitution? To our state constitution. There was one on uh, voter ID law, and there was another one on tax caps. But it, it had passed in the legislature, briefest majority. It had then gone to um, on the ballot, and it had been overwhelmingly... Oh, my God. <laughs> it had been overwhelmingly passed by the citizens of the state. Okay. And the, and the, it had a, it had a, what was the amendment? Uh, voter ID. voter ID. Okay. When you vote. You know, what was the second one? Vote, the second uh, one? It was a. It was a. Ta- ta- yeah, it was a cap on the amount of taxes. Okay. But so I mean, the headline is you know Supreme Court overturns voter ID, but it's much bigger deal because I mean everybody who remembers fourth grade civics. I mean you in a tripartite government, the checks and balances, the check that the legislature has over the Supreme Court. Is constitutional amendments. What, and they, what is your state? What is your state constitution? What did they cite as the reason why it needs to be overturned? Like, what, uh, what they basically said is that the state legislators were the product of gerrymandering, and therefore anything that they were involved in passing was illegitimate. That's, so, isn't, isn't that in itself illegitimate? Right. Uh, who cares? I mean, right. So under 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 their theory, they could pretty much nullify any action of our state legislature for the past four years. Because it, it's, so this saying this needs to be nullified because the way that all your districts were set up, it leans heavily in favor of, of I guess, Republican conservative types. Yeah. So it's only fair if it's gerrymandered in the other way. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. So, so now it. And, and we voted on it. Right. It was on the ballot. And, and Over, overwhelmingly, ballot. it was passed after. Everybody voted that we want this amendment added to our our state constitution. Well, you guys, is there anybody suing? Well, now, who do you sue? I don't know. Well, I mean, so it's the, it's a state issue, and it was the state supreme court that overruled it. It's like. Here's the thing is like right? two of the, two of the justices are going down in, in the upcoming election. It's pretty much so it's going to be five two. So everyone's sort of taking the attitude. Well, you know, once it's a five two majority, they'll just overturn and that'll be it. Yeah, and, but why did they do it then? Well, it's, it's, it's their last right. It's their last gasp trying to hold, but. 
it's a much it's a much bigger deal because if this precedent can stand that that a Supreme Court can overturn constitutional amendments, then New Mexico is going to do that. It, uh, Washington State, will, you know, they, they can't it can't be. So my point is they can't just let this fix itself in the election. The two remaining justices need to be impeached because it, a clear message needs to be sent. This can never happen again. All right, well, so give people an action item. Well, that's North Carolina. <laughs> Anyone listening in North Carolina, what's their action item? I don't know what they. I don't know what to do. Nobody knows vote. what to do yet. Well, you have to vote so that we can impeach. Like, yeah. Go vote for. Who impeaches the people or the legislature? The legislature. Yeah, that's a, that, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. We're in a constant we're in a constitutional crisis. Who, who do the executive like send the sheriff to arrest? Like who do the election yeah, boards listen to? Do they probably listen, just something with the do sheriff. They listen to the Constitution or do they listen to oh. the Supreme Court's interpretation of the Constitution? They, it's yeah, that that's, that's why it's a yeah. No, you just have to ignore you have to ignore judges' opinions. You have to get. You got to vote. You vote them out, but yeah, that's the one thing. But it's your sheriffs. It's probably the sheriffs. Right. That's why we're in a constitutional crisis. Do the sheriffs listen to the judgment of the Supreme Court? They're the Supreme. They're, they are actually the, the the top the top dogs in that situation. Right. But the problem is, half the sheriffs are going to listen to the Supreme Court. Half the uh, yeah. sheriffs are going to listen to the state legislature. It's, it's just that, that's why I'm saying this is such a dangerous precedent. It's tough. It is tough. It, It's a state constitution. Yeah, the federal, yeah, the federal yeah. courts don't have the legislature to stop paying the judges. Yeah. No, listen to what Paul said. <laughs> it, it sounds right. I think there's a federal case here because the feds can intervene. Right, that, that's that's the actual underlying case is the, 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 the Supreme Court is taking the gerrymandering case next year. We're, we're getting a bill from Alton at the end of this. <laughs> 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 we're guaranteed under, under, the, under the U.S. Constitution, Constitution to live in a representative republic. And that's the, that, thing. That, 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 that's the thing. That's that the legal theory the that line. the federal courts might be able to take it. Yes. Is, uh, if they're not upholding the tripartite government. Yes, and they they have to do their All right. Out of my seat. <laughs> I got, I got. One other thought. Can the state pass a, another modified version of that, not giving the Supreme Court the chance to rule before the election? So another version of that law. Oh. Yeah, we can't, we can't pass They're, any laws. We can't pass any laws on the Republican side without, without a supermajority. Jeez. Because we have a Democratic uh, governor. governor. No, but, I have one I have one more, Frank. Okay. We have one more. We have one more superstar here okay. in the audience. Okay. Sarah Absher running for school board in Come up here, lady. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything. Have a seat in the chair, the hot seat. Another North Carolinian. Yes. <laughs> I want you to tell uh, tell everybody out there what it's been like like to run for a school board and like how hardcore it is for you. It's hardcore. It's not not a joke. Yeah. So I uh, never thought I'd be doing this, but um, I I still I was silly. I thought, oh. There won't be a primary because um, there usually isn't a Republican primary. I'm running at large so the whole county can vote for me. There's two districts and then an at large. And I think because it is a good year for Republicans, um, the the Republican primary was brutal. And, guys, we've talked about this a lot. You saw two factions of the Republican Party, the establishment and the America First, which I'm I'm part of. And ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA. Yeah, I am wearing, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says Ultra MAGA. Um, <laughs> what's that? I was. I am my walk away. Um, and so, um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's more money being spent on this race than has ever, I think, in our county been spent on a school board race. Um, it The claws are out. It is brutal. Mm. Oh, um, school board. School board. Right. And and um, my husband <laughs> crashed a Democratic uh, fundraiser because it was at a public park and uh, grabbed grabbed a flyer 
and they said keep extremists off the school board. And so, in case you guys didn't know, I'm an extremist. You're extremist too. You're in company. Dangerous. Sorry. So you ran. You ran and you won your primary. Won my how primary. does it work? Explain. Like how many okay. people? Yeah. So, so in our county, we do have partisan school board races, which is unusual, and that started in uh, 2014, I believe. Um, and our judicial races are partisan as well. So the Supreme Court race we were just talking about, um, that'll be interesting. But uh, so I won my primary. There's three at-large spots, and so two other Republicans, one with me. And um, then we're faced... <laughs> That's my husband. Um, yes, yes, I did win the most votes. Um, um, but yeah, it's just been it's been really crazy. What, what was I talking about? How many? How many? Like now, you won the primary. Now, who are you up against in the general in November? So I'm up against a retired principal who's very well liked. Um, a super volunteer mom who her thing and her supporters thing is what right this is this is a dem thing anyway this is the big criticism i get so like who are you and what right do you have to be you know i i've I've actually even been accused of the um what what uh background do you have in education credentials yeah oh yeah the credential thing yeah the academic pedigree argument yeah somebody uh disparaged me because i only have i only have an associate's degree yes i'm a registered nurse i save lives you know but i only have an associate's degree so you know i'm not qualified to represent the people and what I just tell them is, look, we have representative democracy, so I represent, and I represent the parents that are pissed off about COVID restricting yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so November eighth is the is the big day, and it's going to be a nail biter because our county is usually D plus six, but um, there the Dems are running against me and what I stand for, and we are running for reform, accountability, transparency, change, all of that. So, um, do you really harp on the fact that you're a walk away? Um, I do talk about it. You should you should make that front front and yeah. center. I do I do talk about it a lot. In fact, in my my first ever speech at the county convention, I Bad I did <laughs> I think you I did talk about that. Um, so definitely yeah. wear that on your sleeve. I would I would really lean on that. She she got she that first speech I watched and I was like oh she's going places. The girls going places. It was fantastic. Sarah, keep kicking ass and taking names. Thank you guys for all the support. <laughs> Do you have a website for donations? Oh, um, my website is sarahabsher.com. Sarahabsher.com. S-A-R-A-H-A-B-S-H-E-R.com. There you go. That's right. All right. What do you got? We got four minutes. What do you got? Me? Yeah. Come on. Do something. <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm, I'm just, just sitting there and looking pretty all day. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just enjoying myself down here and. That's just what, it. what did you say? Talk about what you texted me on Friday night and you told me, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting on the porch and looking at the sky. And what did you see? Planets. Oh, 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 here. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jupiter was huge uh, over the horizon on on, on Friday night. Because we've got three and, planets right now. Yeah, it was, it was Jupiter, Saturn, and it was it was hard to see because it's still so humid. So the uh, the sky isn't as crisp as it, is it going to be. But Pluto is out there as well. Um it was, it was really nice. You know, the, you know, the crazy thing is that there's so many Starlink satellites up above us now that if you just fix your eyes in one patch of sky, you just see things crisscrossing all the time. And they're not planes because they look like moving stars. You're also in the UFO capital of the world. You know that, right? South Carolina? Myrtle Beach. Get out of here. So many. Google Big, it. More, Look it up. More than the Pacific Northwest? All the time. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I was just saying. It, I'm serious. Myrtle Beach is known for its UFO sightings. Well, I, I was able to to hang out on that that port, and then on, on uh, Saturday morning, I was able to get out there and see a, the sunrise at 6:45, and that was nice. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's therapeutic being down here for sure. It's calming. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Get away. Anybody have any comments, questions, real quick before we call it a we day? Should, we should do more more. More question heavy on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll load it up with Wednesday's questions. Yeah, everybody just think of fun health news. Just think of like fun hypothetical questions. What would you do? What ifs? Um, yeah, we'll just make Wednesday a fun. Seriously, what come Wednesday? Come, yeah, <laughs> come up with hypotheticals for Wednesday. Let's 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 lean on that. All right. Well, you have been listening to the Dark to Light. Well, do they have any questions now? Like with two? Oh. One or two questions? Anyone? You just asked. I, it's fine. 
No. Oh, come on. There's like 50 of you in here. Never mind. All right. You have been listening to the to the Dark Delight podcast with oh. us. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Overcast Val again. And I but I'm with them. I don't remember what I said in the beginning, so we're here. Um, you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We'll be back for some more fun on Wednesday. Later. Hey everyone, Jeff Grishel from the Crush Performance Podcast here. I wanted to let you know that I'm taking a little downtime here and it's not something I planned for. When we come back later this summer, I'll fill you all in. It's a very important conversation that I want to share with each and every one of you. In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, smart remarks, let us know. You know we love them all. Or if you have a question or need help with your training program, get to us. If we don't have that answer, I can guarantee we know someone who will and we'll track it down for you. Or if you have a topic you'd like us to investigate, don't hesitate to reach out. We may dedicate a segment or an entire future episode to your topic. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Or you can DM me on social media, at Jeff Crush on Twitter, and search out Crush Performance on all other social media platforms. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. So while I take a little time away from the weekly show, I strongly suggest you dive into the Crush archives. There are 16 years of high-performance episodes for you to explore with some of the world's top sports science researchers, elite coaches, and some of the very best athletes we know and love. And while you guys are doing that, our research into the Crush War on Sugar, Nutrition, and Biochemistry will continue. The Crush Brain Game and our deep dive into talent and talent ID moves forward, and new episodes on our 2022 theme of organizational and team performance are on the way right along with all of the regular Crush content. We'll be talking and visiting with some of the world's top experts as we continue to dig down deep to help you perform at your very best and to find out what it truly takes to achieve human maximum performance. So stay tuned for our return and be sure to visit us at jeffkershell.com. Crush Performance with Jeff Kershell can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.